Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, welcome to Red Bear News. It's Thursday, the 24th of October. I'm Ross Chanley, joined today by a slightly fragile, hungover Christopher Page. I really am, mate. I, I really, really, really am. So fragile. We had a good night last night. We had a live show in town. It went very well. Uh, Aaron Kennedy joined us and it was great, wasn't it? Went really it? well. Really um, well. As you'll notice, we are once again backed by the lovely people at uh, theathletic.co.uk. Uh, as a lovely viewer of Redmen News, you are entitled to a uh, subscription. And you get some money off so you can start a 30-day free trial and get 50% off. Just go to www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash Redmen News. Uh, whole host of good writers, James Pearce, Cy Hughes, uh, loads going on, just exclusive content, news content. Um, analytic content, all, all really good. Uh, as someone who does a bit of writing, I enjoy my subscription, so go over there and, and give it a try. Uh, one of those writers which I've already mentioned is James Pearce. I've done a lovely piece on Oxley Chamberlain. He spoke to Virgil van Dijk after it's the game, piece. Uh, game last night. Um, Oxley Chamberlain was really good last night. Um, so we spoke to Virgil van Dijk and he just goes on to say how, how made up they are for, for Chamberlain and his recovery and stuff. I'll find some quotes for you now. Um, we're also happy for Ox, Virgil van Dijk told The Athletic. He's worked so hard to get back to, to the point and deserves a night like this. He's such a great great guy, excuse me, uh, such an important guy for the group. He's a quality player and he showed it not only with his goals but also with his all-around game. Chris, is just something that I think is echoed by a lot of people. I think it's the fact that how good he was in his form before and before he got injured, but I think it also helps and it shouldn't really matter, but the fact that he's such a really nice guy off the field as well. Uh, I pulled out some something from later on in the article as well. Um, it's from James. When you're looking up to play for a great club like Liverpool, with this manager, this group of players, for these fans, this inspiration enough to get back involved around this team, what I was working towards, and this bit I really like. Um, James basically says a lot about Oxley team when he told the full, uh, was told the full prognosis of undergoing surgery. He asked Klopp and the club's medical staff to keep it quiet from his teammates. It was obviously around the Champions League final in Madrid. I think they both go hand in hand. That's the why he's, why he's loved by fans and his teammates. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not only all of that, but of course, he's just brilliant, isn't he? You know, he adds another dimension, a, a level of creativity and dynamism that we've been sort of screaming out for as fans of Liverpool for a little while now. And I'm reticent to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mentioned it on the final word, which you can get on, on the website now for, for Genk and stuff. But, you know... The way that he plays football and the way that we played last night with Ox and with Kaiser and stuff like that it was really good. And um, 
you want to see those midfielders and you want to see those breaking runs midfielders. But that's not to say that we should just forget about Wijnaldum and, and, and Keita because it was one poor performance against Manchester United away. But on to Oxen, uh, listen, that article by James is absolutely fantastic. Like, and it spells out the reasons and, and you've you've done a great job in, in explaining and picking those key ones out. I, I just love him and I just think that he's a midfielder unlike others and he's, he's capable of shooting and his shot is brilliant. Like, you know what I mean? He's the first guy, and James said it in his article there, to score two goals from outside the penalty area in the same game in the Champions League since Lionel Messi did it six months ago. And if, and if he does it, you know, it's a to come up for him all the time. I think something Alan Kennedy mentioned last night, uh, who happened to join us last night, was a bit random. Um, was the fact you know we've got someone there not only that drives forward, the fact that he just someone just go and take shots. So I think you know you touched on it there with the draw against Manchester United. It's frustrating. We don't have those kind of players in there. And he brings that different dimension, and we just happen to play two. But you know, I think we both agreed. Um, you know, you can probably have a mix of uh, Vinaldum, Henderson, Cater, and, and I'll say Jamie going forward. I think it's great news for Liverpool. Uh, let us know your thoughts on his performance last night. Um, and which was your favourite goal? Um, one of which has been nominated for um, goal of the week, Chris. The second one we obviously can't show because we don't have the rights to go towards it. Um, but it's linked there. We go to goal of the week um, of gotw.uefa.com forward slash England. Um, you can uh, go and vote for Chamberlain for goal of the week. Um, something again we spoke about on the final word, Chris, and the fact that you know it's his first start in a while, and the fact that he's got the confidence to go and take that on, I, I think kind of sums him up, doesn't it? If just, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure he takes that shot without scoring the first goal. Because I think you're right, confidence is the right word there, Ross. And it's just beautiful and it's it's so different and it's unusual and he's caught the keeper off guard and the keeper's got no chance. And the fact that it hits the bar and bounces off the floor and back up into the net, it all just makes it prettier, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just what it's what you want to see. But I think you know, we were watching it in, in the Ashcroft show, so we did a live show last night in Liverpool, which was brilliant. Thank you for everyone who turned up. Uh, and and we you know, we've raised some good money for the for the food banks and stuff, which is the main uh, part point of the evening. Um, but it caught everybody by surprise and, and I'm sure Liverpool fans watching at home will be able to recognise that because they, we were all there thinking, well, it's probably just going to go side to side and side to side yeah. and do what it is. And then all of a sudden it's bouncing off the bar and in and you're just like, wow, this is amazing. You can tell it's a good goal when people celebrate it but then when you watch the replay, like everyone makes the same noise, just going, oh, oh, like that. But it happened a couple of times with Firmino just absolutely taking the piss and stuff like that. Uh, moving on, Liverpool looks set for 2021 Club World Cup qualification at a switch of four, to four-year format can Confirmed. Um, obviously, it's going to be held in Qatar this year. Liverpool take part in December on the 18th, 19th, 20th of December. Um, but China have been confirmed as the host of the inaugural expanded edition of the Club World Cup in 2021. FIFA, however, have delayed decision on how the 24 places for the tournament will be distributed according to the Associated Press. Um, Europe will be the best represented on the continent of the tournament with eight slots, despite rejecting four additional places, which is a bit of a surprise to me. Uh, all Champions League and Europa League winners between 2018 and 2021, Liverpool are one of those, are set to qualify, meaning Liverpool's place in China is secure, although it could depend on determining the maximum number of slots per country. Um, Good news again for Liverpool to just be involved in another competition. It looks like we're going to be involved and I'd be very surprised if we weren't. But as you say there, it's not quite set yet, is it? Because it does depend on how many are coming from each nation and something like that. And, you know, if, for example, um, Man City win it this year and somebody else from England wins it the next year, then you, you'll have three 
teams that qualify from the one country and stuff. So it, it will determine that, I suppose. I guess Liverpool will be playing. And it's great. It's good that it's gone to a four-year thing or it's going to a four-year thing. Obviously, the last two editions of this are going to be held in Qatar. Uh, and then they move to the four-year tournament, which is probably a better thing for us. And it makes the competition a little bit more prestigious as well. And I think, you know, as Europeans, we probably look down on it. As English fans, as English football fans, I should say, I look down on the competition maybe a little bit. Um, because I, But if all over the world, it's a massive competition yeah. for Everybody else, you could right? be the best club in the world. I mean, this whole like, maybe it's because it's not that frequent. Really yeah, we already knew that. Um, you may notice there, Tom just flicks back to that article. There's, there's a thing there that says Arsenal's so been new interest confirmed. I'll save you the job because I clicked on it. Um, you know, Henry was asked about signings and Pepe and stuff, and he said that he wanted Fabinho whilst he was at PSG, didn't get him. He would have liked him at Arsenal and didn't get him. So it's a story that's probably dead old, and I've just saved you clicking. Uh, as I did. Um, <laughs> on. Uh, quite a funny story, but also. A little bit embarrassing. Two Liverpool fans are left red-faced after travelling to Ghent uh, instead of Genk or Yank, as James Sutton told us this morning, uh, for Champions League clash. The two locations were two hours apart in distance, but the fans only realised their mistake half an hour before kickoff. No, thank you. Um, two Liverpool fans have been left red, left red-faced after travelling to Ghent instead of Genk for the Red Tory clash. Uh, locations 150 kilometres apart. Uh, Feels hit. like someone had a way of counterfeiling on it. Yep, and because I've read the, read, I've read the same thing exactly <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> the subtitle will be the same as the first sentence. Um, yeah, they won around City Centre and they only realised half and a four, so therefore they couldn't go to the game, so they were sat in the pub watching the football. Bit embarrassing. Yeah, I, listen, I suppose it's, it's such an easy mistake to make, that, isn't it? I mean. Is it? I, if you've made the mistake, yes, I think so. I think it. Sometimes football clubs. Names change, don't they? Depending on English or the language and stuff like that. So you might have thought that might have been one of those things, maybe? Maybe? No, not no. There's no thoughts below. Uh, final story before we move on to some <laughs> comments. Um, this is from Neil Jones on goal. Obviously, some people might not have seen this. We are obviously not going to go and show the image. Um, but there was a banner that was in the home in last night. Obviously, Origi uh, is a Belgian. There was a uh, banner and it was removed by the football club. Uh, so, Liverpool spokesperson on David Origi's banner, uh, which has just been removed from the way end in the gank. Uh, the banner is highly offensive and inappropriate. We condemn its use and we look forward to identify those responsible for bringing it into the stadium. Obviously, racism's um, high on everyone's minds at the minute as it becomes more and more prevalent and we're more aware to it. Um, and there's you know, stuff that's going on. Um, as I said, we're not going to show the image, but um, Liverpool were swift to have this removed because I think it's the best thing that can come from yeah, this. Yeah, I think it is the right course of action. And I, and I think it's very easy to become judge and jury on these type of incidents and stuff like that. Now, without knowing the, the full details, I don't particularly like to speculate on things. Uh, we exist in a grey area quite often. And it, to take a hardline approach on something like that, uh, from from what you from the, uh, uh, as in when you're talking about the fans who took that into the stadium, I think is unfair. I think Liverpool have acted perfectly and removing it and doing an investigation and, and stuff like that. That's absolutely brilliant. But we shouldn't be judging jury on this. Is what I'm trying to say. So, for example, um, I've used that term in the past, and I, I didn't. And I've made I've made loads of mistakes during my life, and everybody knows about the rent boys thing and how big a mistake that is, and I, I'm apologetic for it for offending anybody. And I, it happens where you use things without realising the connotations of that. So it could be that that was a racially aggravated banner, 
or it could be that it wasn't a racist, or they didn't realise there was racist undertones. Yeah. And it is racist. I'm not denying that in any way, shape, or form. But um, the the person may not be a racist who put, who put the banner up, yeah. uh, because they might not realise that it it is that. And, and and here's the thing: racial stereotypes are racist. Whether there is any whether there's any hurt in, intended or anything like that, they absolutely are racist. But the person making that poster or banner or whatever it was. Apologies, it isn't necessarily a racist is what I'm trying to yeah, say here. Yeah. And we shouldn't be judging jury on them before any investigation has taken place. But I say, I've, I've used that term without realising yeah. it was racist. And, and I think racist, it hasn't changed, but we're becoming more aware of what is and isn't allowed. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I did something similar, it was a couple of months ago, actually, I did it in a, in a tweet and someone actually put a pulls up on it and said, uh, Mo from the Anfield Rap, did something on it, and then once I watched that, I listened to it, and then therefore was educated better of how it was. I again didn't mean it in in that terminology. Then you realise once you're educated, you know different, and um, how it can offend other people, and you're obviously better to, to go ahead and go and do that. Um, moving on, as Chris did mention before, uh, the final word for the Ghent game is out. Um, myself, Chris, were joined by uh, James Sutton from Hollyoaks and Paul's dad, uh, the one and only John Machen. You go and check that out on all the post match content that's uh, out there. Uh, you can go and check out obviously Alan Kennedy joined you for your player ratings, which was. Right. Absolutely terrific, wasn't it? I just I got to do a player ratings with Alan Kennedy. I mean, who'd have thunked it? No, he rated uh, Robertson, didn't he? You know, left back on left back. What what more do you want? So go and check that out. Your first month is completely free. Uh, five pounds thereafter. If you really good. Yeah, if you don't like it, um, Tom, some comments, please. Yes, um, just on the live show, I asked a few people uh, if they went, and Ben Pryor gave us a super chat. Thank you. He said, "Love your work at the live show yesterday." And Steve O'Hare says, "I was there." Stay the Ashcroft. No. Okay. Well, maybe they're the same. Who knows? He says, "I was there. Excellent atmosphere. Great to speak to the boys." Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. I, I didn't see Ben. Didn't come say hello to. Did say did Ben meet Ben? I don't know. Let um, us know, Ben. They're never in the same room at the same time. No, that, oh, you know, no, it's yeah. becoming a little bit fishy. This, to be yeah. honest with you, yeah. Ben Pryor. I, I, don't, I may have met Ben last night. I had a, quite a, a, a little belly full actually. Um, Jägermeister's probably didn't help towards the end. Steve Hall, though, I did speak to him. He was there. He was on stage with us. Steve O'Hare um, did come over and say hello to me. I had a nice little chat with him. And, and, yeah, thanks for coming. Down. Yeah. Any more comments? Um, yeah. So this is on Oxley. What? Oxley Chamberlain. Uh, Glenda Hawthorne says both of Ox's goals were beautiful. And Paul Young says Ox and Bobby were straight out of FIFA Street last night. Yeah, yeah, said said as much in the fight on final word. Bobby's been doing it for weeks, hasn't he? You know, with assists. Um, I mentioned the first game of the season. I think he did at City in the Community Shield. I'm just chipping people. I'm just taking the absolute piss. And I think Paul's dad mentioned, you know, maybe the the Cop America's giving him extra of confidence. But just playing with swag. Yeah, love it. Absolutely brilliant, isn't it? He's just so good. That Rabona that he mm. played, and Mane's playing little flicks around the corner for Robertson. Chicken goalkeepers. Salah's Sal- Sal- goal as well. Oh. It was a nice little trick. Yeah. Brilliant. Just Absolutely superb. One more, Tom. Um, well, I just want to update you on the Ghent stuff. Apparently, Ghent have uh, invited the two Liverpool players to go and to go and see the yeah, game. Yeah, Thursday fans. night's Europa League game or yeah. something like that. Which is quite funny. Are but they going? Muddy? Have they got a plane well, back from the wrong city? What's going on? Are they going? I've got no idea. Okay, it just okay, says, okay. Ghent invited them on Twitter. Uh, Joey Muddy, speaking about the Club World Cup, he says, I'm desperate to see us win the Club World Cup. I remember getting beat at, beaten after the 05 Champions League final, so I want to make up for that. Yeah, I remember that. I remember watching that in a bar on Allerton Road with Paul. Was it on at like 
I seem to remember it was like seven o'clock in the morning or something like that. I think it might have been Japan or something. It was obviously yeah. Benitez's side and stuff, and we were terrible. Was it Sao Paulo? I can't remember who we were playing. But yeah, we were terrible in that game. So yeah, I, I want a little bit of retribution for that, actually. But I think yeah. you want to win any trophy you're involved in, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. And then if you lose it, you get to go out. It doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Well, you can't it. really do that with the club with a cup, no. can you? We still have the best club in the world. I'm getting those gold badges if we win it as well. So. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, so you get a little gold badge kind of thing. Or is it in the middle? I don't know. Been well, I definitely want to win it now. Like. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to go and check out The Athletic. You can start your uh, 30-day free trial and get 50% off your yearly subscription by going to www.athletic.co.uk forward slash redmennews. Uh, thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Tom. Goodbye.